Continuing Education Workforce Training Suite is comprised of professionals dedicated to serving your educational needs. We understand that when it comes to your future, it's all about you. Because our staff and faculty have real-world experience actually doing what they teach, our students obtain the skills and knowledge they are looking for to be competitive in today's marketplace. For more information, please visit our website, ctrain.isu.edu. That is c-e-train.isu.edu. Or call us at 208-282-3372. Welcome to Sweet Podcast. My name is Raylan Price. I'm the Health Programs Coordinator for the Continuing Education Workforce Training here at Idaho State University. And we're so excited today to have some special guests on our podcast. Um, we have the creators of MindTap. And so we're going to just go ahead and let them introduce themselves to us and tell us just a little bit about who you are and um, we'll go from there. Timer. Go ahead, Jessica. <laughs> My name is Jessica Whitaker Fornick, and I am just about finished with my PhD work here at ISU. I'm a biological sciences major, and I came to ISU all the way from the Midwest. I'm originally from Southern Illinois, and I'm here in my lab today where I study the development of the part of the brain that controls breathing. So taking a big deep breath in and letting it out, I study that um, in baby birds, the zebra finch embryo. And you might've heard about our lab. We've been getting a little bit of press lately um, in the ISU magazine. We call ourselves Team Bird Braid. That's a little bit about me and where I'm at right now. Awesome. Um, my name's Scott Greaves. I am also in the biological sciences department, um, but I'm a master's student instead of a PhD student. Um, I'm also just about finished up. So this is my last semester. I've actually defended my thesis last spring. So I'm sort of just in the <laughs> in the sort of throes of the last little touches of my work. So I, I work with ecosystem services. So it's the, the value that people put on, put uh, to nature. And I've sort of been comparing how experts, so that's uh, people in the community who work for perhaps agencies or professors or people in academia, how they view ecosystem services versus members of the public, how we can use that information to work together more effectively. Um, and yeah, there's also, it should be said that there is also one other member of our MindTap team, Christian, who isn't uh, here today because he's actually in the studio working on his episode uh, right now. So that's why he isn't here. <laughs> That's great. So I guess my question to you, well, I would love to find out what brought you to Idaho State University and what made you decide to do uh, biological science, but that will have to be a podcast for another day. <laughs> yeah. um, so the burning question in my mind is what was your driving force for this MindTap series? Was this like that, a Jessica? project or? <laughs> I'd be happy to share the story. So um 
I think that it all started when Dr. Risa Ledbetter, a professor in the biological sciences department, she put out a call to graduate students and, un and even undergraduates in our um, department asking if anyone was interested in a science communication opportunity. Hmm. And why radio is because Riza has experience from whenever she was working at the Utah Public Radio Station in making these really cool NPR style radio stories that are you know really produced. They have music, they have interviews and Whenever I got that email, I thought, oh my goodness, I love listening to radio stories and podcasts. I really would like to know how they're made. So that's kind of how I first found out about it. Was that the same for you, Scott? Was the email? Yeah, yeah. actually, I was taking a class with Risa and, and she just happened to mention what uh, what was going to be happening. Um, and at the, at the time, uh, it was just sort of pitched as science communication radio. And for me, I think one of the like really important aspects of of science is our ability to actually communicate it with the public. You know, that just a lot of science seems to be sort of kept secretive within you know the world of Google Scholar. But I think it's actually you know really important skill. Particularly, I'm in the social uh, ecological sciences lab, and and part of that is is really sort of connecting natural systems with with society. So. For me, it's like a really, really important skill to be able to sort of communicate these sorts of, you know, to be able to communicate with the public. And that actually not only is a, is a good thing and that it was a really, really fun thing to be part of, but it's also like an important skill that I was able to sort of practice and hone in on. So I'm coming, I'm coming in on this uh, very cold. Uh, so MindTap is a uh, podcast series. Yeah, so MindTap, um, we started off hoping we were going to do about eight episodes, but it's actually sort of snowballed into about 12 episodes now, um, where we each week we investigate a unique aspect of mental health in the local community. So um, we've uh, already aired some episodes on um, student athletes, we've aired episodes on substance abuse, we've aired episodes on um, native uh, people and the different challenges that these groups face and how actually there are perhaps um, things going on, resources um, available to these people that can actually help them not just improve their mental health, but actually help other people as well. Okay, so uh, so how long have you been doing this series? Jessica? <laughs> so we first started working on it about a year ago in fall of 2019. Wow. So um, is it like a, uh, I mean, it's an informative kind of educational series. Um, do you guys act as the hosts or do you have guests on? What yeah, is the format? Uh, we, we act as the hosts and it really is a bit of a spread, actually. We, we try to um, follow Reese's model where we try and formulate an episode around usually one individual and something sort of one interesting individual or one interesting uh, thing that's been happening in the local community that's really the focal point of each story. Um, for instance, on my episode, with, uh, which was to do with student athlete mental health, I spoke with um, two athletes, one who was a, um, a Team USA mountain runner. Um, I spoke with a coach um, at ISU, a head coach, and I also spoke with the athletic director. So um, really try and get a range of uh, people involved in, in each episode um, 
that's typically how it works. There are also some episodes which are a bit more wacky. Um, no, Jessica, I don't know where you've, I mean, I've done an episode on uh, the Wim Hof method, which is he's a Dutch Iceman who teaches how cold exposure of extreme cold exposure, so dunking yourself in ice baths and this sort of thing can help control your cortisol level and how that might be interesting to people and how that can actually help improve your mental health. So sort of a mixture really. So uh, my question for you is what made you decide to go the mental health route for MindTap? What was the driving force behind kind of your topics of mental health? You want to go, Jessica? Sure. So I definitely would give, again, Dr. Reza Ledbetter the credit for coming up with that topic. Whenever we initially had meetings about my about MindTap, she already knew, you know, the name, had that idea of MindTap, and thinking, and she really thought that talking about mental health and mental health topics in particular was important, just because it's a subject that isn't widely spoken about, um, you know, at really at all. So yeah, and I think we all found as we went along that it was a topic that we all sort of felt quite dearly about, and that we all had um, not more than an interest. I would say we all sort of felt like this was a really good platform to make a difference in the local community. So that I think was why we were all so interested in it. Um, and this was all before. Uh, the COVID-19 pandemic and and since that had has actually taken hold and become a bigger part of all of our lives I think it's actually become more and more of a pertinent topic because particularly things like social isolation and um, you know you know we do the radio station care issue is obviously targeted somewhat towards students so and for students social isolation is exacerbated already by the fact they're away from home and you combine it with with COVID and the sort of the switch to online learning now it's become it's the increasingly a pertinent topic and in one of the episodes which is actually going to go out um this friday so by the time this goes out it will probably have already have gone but i speak to my mum about her experience having covid she actually got uh, she's a nurse and she actually contracted the virus and had it and i sort of talk about um and talk to her about what it's like to have covid and what the actual mental health side effects have been so it's been it's been almost like we were almost lucky that this was the topic we were working on because it became more and more important as time's gone on. That's great. So have you noticed as you've put these episodes together and they've kind of evolved, have you noticed anything that's unique to mental health in Southeast Idaho? Or is it pretty well the same universally? So I can start answering that question. I was curious about that as well. And one of my early interviews that I did was with Dr. Steve Lawyer, a professor in the clinical psychology department here at ISU. And I asked him, you know, are there any mental health concerns that are especially important here in Southeast Idaho? And he told me that Southeast Idaho is a lot like the rest of rural America, where the main mental health concerns are substance abuse, anxiety and depression, and that one big um, barrier to mental health care in rural areas is just the number of behavioral health care providers mm. and like geographical distance, especially here in Idaho. A lot of people live out in the country and it can be really difficult, you know, for them to drive all the way to Pocatello, you know, now with the virus, even more difficult to have in-person appointments. Um, so 
really, it look we look similar to the rest of rural America. Um, Scott, would do you have anything to add to that? Yeah, I think yeah, I agree, and I think we've also found that there are some really like fantastic things going on locally, and that actually, perhaps from um, from the outside looking in, there doesn't appear to be many people sort of tackling this topic or working to to make people's lives better in this respect. But it's it's really not the case. There's so much going on locally, um, and it, I've actually found that as our episodes have begun to be aired, we've had so many people contact us and say can we come on and add to what you're already doing because um you know we like what you're doing but we can also add this you know we're doing this or or this is going to happen in the future and we should bring more attention to it so that's really has had that snowball effect so it's been there really is a fantastic community that exists locally around this sort of issue and we've we've sort of uh I guess we're heading in towards the inner circle of knowing about all these things now because we're talking about it and we're being brought into the conversation and that's been really, really interesting. That's awesome. Um, I think, you know, whenever we can bring awareness and decrease the stigma, right, to for mental health, I think that um, probably as you've understood, um, a lot of times we don't even know about mental health or the resources available until we ourselves or a family member has a crisis right and then all of a sudden we have to seek for help and I think that's one thing that I've noticed what as we've been kind of delving more into the um, mental health classes community type classes is that um, there's so much that we need to talk about and that we need to teach and that we need to learn and some of that has to do with wellness you know not just crisis mode but what can we do to stay mentally well are you focusing on any of that through MindTap on mental health wellness should, should I take that one Jessica because I think I actually have been doing a little bit I, I'm sorry if I'm talking over everyone here talking too much, but I've, everyone's been quite busy this semester and I'm really haven't got very much on. So I've been doing lots of mind tap stuff recently. So sorry if I'm talking too much. But, uh, <laughs> um, the, yes, we are. We have been doing that sort of stuff. Um, I actually have done some really interesting interviews recently. Uh, I had Emma Watts, who's an ISU freshman, come into the studio and she's actually produced uh, or collaborated collaborated on a guidebook for students um, mental health during COVID and so um, a lot of that is to do with self-care. Um, I'm speaking with uh, various healthcare professionals, clinical psychologists, doctors, nurses, nurse practitioners, um, counsellors and, and um, it's really we're not trying to focus on uh, crisis events although we do have an episode on suicide prevention. Um, we're actually trying to sort of um, like you say, talk about um, things that we can do to mitigate mental health before it gets to a crisis level. So yeah, we're, we're definitely interested in that sort of stuff. And I think um, those are actually where it seems like a lot of resources exist that we don't know about. We, you know, we know about crisis helplines and we know about what we, you know, what's in place for that sort of stuff. But actually, I think where the conversation is actually to be had is around what you're discussing you know at a lower level a non-crisis level that is where the conversation needs to be had yes what has been your favorite episode so far that you've put together either Jessica or Scott <laughs> um well I'll start 
So, so far, I've only put together two episodes, and I honestly could not pick a favorite between both of them, um, <laughs> probably because my my second episode was actually sharing the story of a fellow mind tapper, Christian Powell, who couldn't be here today. So just seeing, you know, one of our group being willing to be vulnerable and sharing his story, you know, of, of struggles with substance abuse, that was just like so powerful. And I thought, you know, really Im impressive to me that he would be willing to share that. So I loved putting that episode together. And then my other episode that I made is about um, dance in the indigenous community. So the Shoshone Bannock tribes and how this amazing woman, Mia Murillo, has brought together a group of girls at Fort Hall and they practice hip hop routines and have been competing at different competitions. And we talk about how that dance has really been helpful for the girls' self-confidence and their mental health. And that involved actually going to dance practice, um, which was really fun. I did cheerleading in high school. I have not continued my dance in college, but um, that was super duper fun. So okay. what what is your favorite been, Scott? Well, I don't know if I've, Oh, it's a tough one. I, I would say so far the best experience I've had is I went out and on my bicycle, actually, and I cycled with Daniel Hurd, who himself is a three time suicide survivor uh, and an ex military uh, veteran who is um, he's cycling the lower 48 states to raise awareness for suicide. And he's been cycling for uh, two and a half years and he's been sleeping in this trailer that he's been towing around. And um, he's just such an inspiring character. And I actually uh, rode with him for about, oh, probably about 15, 20 miles actually. And um, during that time, we just sort of chatted about um, what he was doing and how he's been trying to raise awareness for suicide prevention. And it was just such an inspiring thing to do. He's really sort of given himself to this selfless cause. And it really was quite fantastic actually. I've also done some silly stuff, like for the Wim Hof episode I was talking about, like with the cold exposure. Back in February, I jumped into the Portland River and tried to see how long I could stay in there and hold my breath underwater and sort of recreate some of the like uh, stuff which the, the Iceman had done. So that was that was interesting. I was cold. <laughs> that yeah. sounds sounds kind of cold and kind of crazy. Have a <laughs> Polar Bear Club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was tough. It's, it's it, it, you know, it was quite interesting because we were sort of like testing out some of the um, principles that he was talking about. And actually, it's something that I've tried to sort of like bring forward. So it's also all about breathing techniques and cold exposure. And sometimes if I'm like feeling a little bit stressed now, I find myself like having a cold shower as opposed to a hot one. And it can actually be like quite centering. So, yeah, I think it had, I've actually learned some stuff along the way as well. So cold showers help with stress. And anxiety. Apparently they, apparently they can do, yeah. Mental wellness. Exactly, self-care. Self-care <laughs> with a cold shower. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, good. Yeah, well, any, awesome. Uh, oh, God. Anything that uh, you want to tell us about inspiring mental health awareness or any last words that you want to tell us about MindTap? I think it's been interesting how we've, stuck, we've had conversations, even amongst the three of us, and that's actually led us to, you know, we're sort of talking when we talk talking about the stigma, and we've we've actually been worried about how we word stuff and how we send our message when we've actually been putting our episodes together and 
I've recently found myself having a conversation with this with the KSU station manager about like should we really be worried so much about the how we're wording things because obviously we're coming from a good place and it is is part of the stigma the fact we're scared to use the wrong words and all these you know these sorts of things and perhaps do we need to just be more open about these topics I don't know what you think Jessica I don't know if you want to share your story um, related to that quickly um yeah so I know that I've realized whenever you're doing anything like even this podcast today you definitely have to be aware that your voice is going to be listened to by a lot of different people you know this will be posted online so I definitely now know that I need to be a little bit more careful about you know making generalizations or talking about things that I think to be true like in one of our early episodes, I kind of voiced an assumption that I wouldn't be able to talk about mental health freely here in the lab, and that maybe my lab members would kind of shy away from those topics. And now I've actually learned from my lab that they would be happy to talk about those things with me. And, you know, um, I shouldn't be scared of bringing up those topics here. It should be just like talking about going on a hike or going on a bike ride here in beautiful Pocatello. So that's something that I've learned kind of along that vein in um, in making something that's being recorded and that people can listen to multiple times that you just have to be a little careful um, making yeah. sure what you're saying is accurate to the best of your ability. That's great. Well, unfortunately our time is up. Our, that timer was signaling oh, to us that our podcast time is done. But this has been fascinating, and I just really encourage people to get onto MindTap and listen to these episodes. Um, Thanks so much for having us. And how, how do they find your show? Uh, where is it posted? So it's on KISU, and the, if you go to the program listings, we're on there as MindTap. Very great. Excellent. Well, thank you Excellent. so much for being with us today. Thank you you are wonderful advocates and well-spoken and i hope that everybody will come listen to mind tap thank you thanks thank very you much. so much thank Appreciate you it. so much welcome to sweet talk this broadcast is brought to you by the Continuing Education Workforce Training Division of Idaho State University's College of Technology. This podcast is part of our continuing outreach efforts and the format is conversational. We will be having conversations with businesses, professionals, entrepreneurs, community agencies, and in all cases, difference makers. Now, let's get started with Sweet Talk.